Tung, this song, Ed Sheeran, with Thinking Out Loud. It's one of those songs where you're like, ooh, Batung, but why don't I have a partner? Or if you have a partner, you're like, ooh, Batung, when am I going home so I can be with my partner? It's one of those beautiful, feel-good kind of songs. And while we're in that moment of feeling good and having warm and fuzzy feelings inside, let's not forget that we have a responsibility, my friend, to this world in which we live. We have to pay rent ne, for this air that we breathe, the water that we drink, and uh, you know everything that sustains us, the sunrise and setting without failing and that means that we need to look after every single thing that is around us that makes it possible for us to enjoy life and this includes the animals that exist in our midst tomorrow is endangered species day it's a day that is aimed at recognizing the conservation efforts uh, to protect endangered species and their habitats what gains have been made what losses are there where do we need to pick up our socks and work harder. What can you and I do? You know, maybe you say, you know, and I'm not a greenie beanie. You know, I'm not really that um, interested, you know, when it comes to such things. I'm not gung-ho about saving the planet. You may not want to be extreme, you know, and uh, change your entire lifestyle, but every little bit counts. What can we do? You know, going into restaurants and uh, checking out the menu, you know, seeing whether or not the fish that's being offered there is not on the endangered list. That's not going to take you out of your way, right? That's not so labor intensive such that it really is going to be laborious and make you do extreme things. But it's important enough to bring a change in this planet of ours. So those are uh, small things that we can do to make sure that we also do our bit to look after the endangered species. I mean, today we talk about the dodo as a mythical creature, right? We look at some of the uh, animals uh, that once roamed the face of this earth and we think of them as things that may or may not have existed, but they're extinct now. um, And that is because of, you know, a number of factors, including um, our behavior as human beings. So those animals that are on the endangered list and not quite extinct, how do we reverse their fate such that they never become extinct, right? So um, yep, according to Endangered Wildlife Trust's red data list of South African mammals, 17% are deemed to be threatened with extinction and 10% are near threatened. So in terms of our bird species, for example, bird life, uh, South Africa research reveals that 132 threatened species are listed as regionally threatened, of which 47 are considered near threatened. So uh, we share the world with these animals my friends, and we are all urged to do our part in protecting and preserving them. Curator at the Joburg Zoo for Amphibians and Reptiles, Ian Duplessis, joins us now on the line to tell us a little bit more about what we can do. Ian, thank you very much for availing yourself. Hello and welcome. Uh, hi, good guys. Thank you. It's a great honor to be talking to you. And well said with all the data. It's, it's actually scary to know how many animals are actually threatened with was the point of extinction and how much we're going to lose if we do lose them. Mm. Why should we care, Ian? You know, some other people will think, ah, you know, animals are made to be eaten or looked at or whatever. This shouldn't be a, a problem or a concern. Why should we care? It's actually a very good question. Now, since we grow up in the social structures, we tend to be either scared of animals or we see them as food. And not actually realizing what important role do these guys play, even if it's a small little insect or, or basically something we classify as a parasite, 
even up to elephants and your big mammals. But everything is basically entwined in the ecosystem and rely somehow or another on another um, element or species to survive. And each one of them plays an important role to ensure that balance is maintained. Because if there's no balance, how can we maintain sustainability? To give an idea, we are busy, busy with a, a breeding project of the Pickersgill reed frog. It's an endemic species, means it occurs only in South Africa, but it's endangered in South Africa due to habitat loss. Mm. And that is also known as a key indicator species, showing us if there's a change in the environment that's going to affect us as humans, that automatically something is going wrong. We need to intervene. And if you look about the bigger mammals and in, in, in why they go endangered, think about it. There's so many people on Earth. There's about 7.6 billion, and we need to make sure that we cater for everything. But unfortunately, the world's resources are also being tapped in a little bit more than what we're supposed to. And with that resources basically are depleting our own sustainability and animals rely also on those resources and they're also part of the resources to ensure that we stay alive i want to quickly bring one example a little small bee or any of the insects assist or even birds assist with the movement of seeds and plants and also the fertilization of these plants mm. and that automatically it's a food source that we as humans rely on to eat to basically be healthy to get the necessary nutrients but also most important to gain oxygen from. Mm -hmm. If these animals are removed, where are we going to get enough elements to sustain the plants that provides us with necessary stuff for us to survive? Mm -hmm. And how serious is the situation? You know, we read words like threatened. um, We read words such as, you know, endangered. What is the severity of of, of those words or the situation? There was the magnitude of the problem at the moment. What are we dealing with? It's actually far more serious than what we actually see or read. Mm. We're we're in a critical time. To give you an idea, you mentioned the, the, the birds and the mammals. But worldwide, it's not South Africa that we're concentrating on. We're concentrating on a global scale. Now, 40% of amphibians are threatened with complete extinction. Mm. So that is already just just amphibians. And I'm not even talking about any other group of animals. You mentioned the dodo that went extinct already. Mm. But to give an idea... If we, with the climate change that's coming up, and that's a reality, it's not something that we just read and think, no, it's something that will happen later. It's happening now. We do see flooding. We do see temperatures rising. We do see those areas where that get no rain. In the past, there was quite a lot of rain. And all of this influences the entire ecosystem, the movement of birds, the diseases that's affecting the, the birds, like the poultry industry yeah. with avian influenza that's moving on a global scale. We are seriously in the in, in, in a very, very difficult time, and we have to act now. Tomorrow is already too late. Do you know, Ian, I can just imagine someone driving, listening to this conversation, agreeing with you that we have a problem here and that something must be done. But then thinking about the number of different approaches that have been taken, you know, governments have spoken about these things. Uh, there have yes. been, um, you know, discussions and global uh, conversations, UN, climate change, you name it, right? And there hasn't been much movement. So what can I do as an individual, you know, driving in my car, listening to the radio? What can I do? What what possible impact can I make just as one person? You know what? It's actually a very good question. And there's so much that a single individual person can do. We start in our own house, recycling. It's so important. 
we, we talked, we, we basically mentioned fish. Now, worldwide, we know the fish are declining in, in such a rapid rate that we're soon probably going to struggle to get fish, or the price is going to go so expensive mm. that we're going to be struggling to afford it. So in your own house, preventing that plastic ending up in the oceans, ending up in, in river systems and stuff, just separating the glass, the plastics, make sure it goes to the right recycling companies. That is something small. The straw problem is also quite a big concern because there's so many birds and whales that is found dead with all these plastics and straws and stuff and plastic bags inside of them. We have to start using more renewable resources, stuff that can disintegrate much quicker, stuff that can be reused. Instead of just going to the shop, buy it, oh, this can, we finish the cooling, throw it away. Mm-hmm. Find another use for it in your house. So it's very important that we start small by us and also speak to our friends, communicate it to the schools, to, the, to everyone around us and start creating a new social structure and habit of reusing instead of just abusing. Because at the moment, we are, to be honest with you, we are abusing what we have instead of thinking cleverly and how we can reuse it to make sure that our kids don't struggle or the next generations don't struggle with air pollution, Mm. with no clean water, with a lack of animals that we enjoy seeing in the wild and freely. And now... Unfortunately, there's no animals. They all went extinct. Yeah. This is why even by the zoo site and the UN, we are putting these programs out. We're breeding species. We're doing educational talks. We're trying to, to tell people how important it is to conserve water because some areas don't have. So to answer your question, let's start in our own house by looking how we can save water. Be quick in the shower and the bath. Um, how we can reuse bath water by watering plants. Start growing your vegetable garden in your in your in your house. Start being um, sustainable. Yeah, yeah. We're going to take a quick ad break, and when we continue, we'll just talk about how you mark Endangered Species Day and and what we can do to also contribute towards that. But uh, just quickly on what you spoke about, uh, um, you know, the air pollution and the and the sort um, of, of of things that we do as human beings to sort of leave our world worse for wear. Um, I'm just amazed at the culture of pollution in South Africa, and I don't know if it's because I'm looking out for it more these days or what the core like the case may be people just driving opening their window and throwing out you know a candy wrapper or um, you know the peels of a nachi or whatever the case may be and it's it's almost systemic it's it's like it's what we do and nobody bats an eyelid and uh, um, there was a, a kumbi that was transporting kids and one of the kids sort of opened the window and just threw something out you know I almost followed that thing to its next destination to just say excuse me <laughs> pick that up but go back for that but that was just I think the mommy in me wanting to teach everybody a lesson I had to calm down and I got over it but I think as a society as a nation as a community we need to start paying closer attention to these kind of things we really make you need to make it a culture for us to look after our environment and not throw things out of the window moving vehicles guys we do it I know we do we need to stop. It is uh, 13 minutes uh, before 3 o'clock. We continue with this conversation after this. It happens weekdays, 1 to 3 p.m. 
Well, tomorrow marks Endangered Species Day, my friend. That's a day that's aimed at recognizing the conservation efforts to protect endangered species and their habitats, uh, habitats, I should say. We've got Ian Duplessis on the line. He's a curator at the Joburg Zoo for amphibians and reptiles, just bringing us up to speed with some of the things that we can do, not only to mark the day, but to make sure that we, we live the lifestyle every day of looking after our environment and our endangered species to be exact. Ian, uh, just before the break, um, I alluded to the fact that I'd ask you what we need to do to actively mark tomorrow as Endangered Species Day. What are you going to be getting up to? Well, first of all, we have a number of endangered species in the zoo, and one of those species are actually extinct in the wild already. Mm. So we're bringing them in a captive environment. So we are involved in programs that we educate people, showing them the purpose and the reason and how wonderful it is to have these species that are at the point of extinction, as well as all the other species, because one is not more important than the other. Everything is in balance. Yeah. And like I mentioned previously, after frogs, so we're going to definitely be in communication with the people visiting the zoo tomorrow to explain to them and tell them how and what we can do to conserve our own nature, if it's now a plant that's endangered or for animal that's endangered, because the species list goes right through all of nature, not only one specific area. So educating definitely, and we are busy with a program bringing these endangered species with the hope to reintroduce, and we have done it already with the amphibians before, to see if we can reestablish populations where they went extinct in the wild with great success so far. Yeah, yeah. And is there still a culture of going to the zoo? It seems like our kids are just glued to their tablets and all manner of these uh, technological devices such that, you know, going out for an occasion to the zoo seems like something that itself is extinct. Is there still a culture of going to the zoo? Definitely, definitely. We see hundreds of thousands of people still coming to the zoo, enjoying the zoo. There's nothing better than fresh air, seeing and experiencing the, the creatures right in front of you. That is building memories, building a culture of, of accepting and, and, and actually enjoying and respecting what we see as well. No, we definitely, there's a lot of schools visiting us. And remember, what you experience and what you learn at the zoo, you cannot learn on the tablet because that smell, the, the environment, that workforce with the kids around you is definitely something that that will stay there forever. I couldn't agree with you more. I I just love the sights and the sounds and the long walks in Joburg Zoo. You just walk up and down and then you find the lions and you must go right to the other side. How is the zoo doing? How are you doing at the moment? What's new that we can look out for? Oh, the zoo is constantly busy with further research and developing and upgrading enclosures and moving into new eras. So a lot of changes have took place. There's new species that we brought in. For those of the people who haven't seen the grey wolves, we got we've um, brought some grey wolves onto display. That's also um, one of our new species. The amphibian project, like I mentioned already, the um, Amazonian temple with um, representation from amphibians to arachnids to fish, the whole aquarium is also new there. And of course, all the, the new tiger cubs that is also now able, of the people's able to see them, the Siberian tiger, that's part of a endangered species breeding program. And the zoo's very successful at breeding these endangered tigers. It's not the Bengals, it's the Siberians. And of course, a number of different birds, like the wattle crane, that's almost extinct in the wild, sure. critically endangered, and you can see them right in Johannesburg. Oh, I I can't wait. And for all ages, I'd imagine, uh, all ages are welcome. All ages are welcome. 
I love it. Quickly, uh, before I let you go, if you can just give us maybe some of the times that where people can see anything special, any feeding times, what times people can come through to the zoo, uh, and the costs that are involved as well. All right. The zoo prices, it, all the details is on our website as well. So if you go onto Google, you go to Johannesburg Zoo, the prices are there. We are still very, very cheap. There's also special bookings that can be uh, made with requests on special school groups that uh-huh. is also much cheaper. And then, of course, anything from about 8.30 right for the last entry at 4, but the zoo will be open right up to 5. Uh-huh. It's a whole day of exciting adventure going through around the zoo. And it's open seven days a week. And on weekends, there's special interaction. So the people can see during summer the crocodile feeding. Every Sunday at 2 o'clock, there's gorilla talks, education with people, and then the feeding. 10 o'clock in the morning, the chimpanzees. There's also lion talks taking place. And in special weeks, like Bird Week, Water Week, that's um, hosted within the Johannesburg Zoo, where school groups and, and families can just come and join in and experience and get up close with with some more knowledge and and just to to to, to experience the wild side yeah. as well. Oh, I'm just getting excited listening to you. And to those who are a little bit apprehensive, saying, "Oh, you know, animals who are kept in captivity are not happy. They're not well looked after." Very quickly to allay their fears, what would you say? We got a special program called the Enrichment, Pro- Enrichment Program with a team of specialist behaviorists working with us, with all the other expert, expert um, keepers and curators working there. So all the animals are constantly monitored. There's activities that's very natural for them to stimulate their natural behavior. These are not pets. They're still wild animals. So the entire design of every enclosure needs to mimic that of the natural habitat. Mm. So there's enrichment toys that I can, if I can use to with toys for them. So we'll hide food. They need to go find it using the smell and hearing and eyesight. And also basically by keeping the social structure of the animals correct. It's very important for us because we do play an extremely important role. We are part of the bigger picture as well by conserving these animals so that we can, like the frogs, release them back into the natural habitat. So zoos are for recreation, education, conservation, and research, and we're taking it very seriously. So these animals' enclosures are also very big enough for them, and we monitor it closely every single second of the day. Ian, I've loved this conversation. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much. All right, let's leave it there. Four minutes at 2.3. And of course, you know, he said it's not only for conservation, something Asian, something Asian. It can also be for your relation for the nation, right? So for you who wants to go, I tried, guys, I tried. Those who are thinking of what to do uh, tomorrow for the next coming weekend as well, and you want to do something special with your partner, it, it's not old-fashioned to go to the zoo, no? I don't think it's old-fashioned. You can still go there. If it is old-fashioned, uh, maybe take a trip down memory lane and go to the zoo with your significant other. Speaking of significant others, here's Wanda Baloi with Indoda.